going on, everybody? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the latest installment of the Man Cave Huddle. I am your host, Greg. It's been a minute since I've been back. I know I did uh, an episode a couple weeks ago, and then I just went on what you would say a little brief hiatus, but it was some technical difficulties I was dealing with with SoundCloud and the ability to access my account. Now that those technical difficulties have been rectified, we are back on the air and we are live. We are channel live. It just feels good to be back talking about sports again, to be honest with you. You know why we started this whole thing. Sometimes I just like talking sports and people don't want to hear everything I got to say. Take, for example, in the NBA, we got Dwayne Wade. Yes, Dwayne Wade, future Hall of Famer. Fute past part of the big three with LeBron James and Chris Bosh of the Miami Heat. He has purchased, well, I don't want to say purchased. He has a small minority stake in the Utah Jazz. Similar to what Shaq did, Grant Hill has the same thing going on, I believe, with the Atlanta Hawks. Um, Jordan owns the Hornets. So, I mean, it is really good to see players that are actually using the leverage that they have to acquire ownership. Because any true change, any real power that you want, ownership is the key. And to see that Dwayne Wade is doing this, good for him. Look at A-Rod. He's about to become owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Lynx. Kudos to, to, to A-Rod. That dude, he could write a book, and his book should be called I Stay Winning. Now, recently, it has been uttered about the Brooklyn Nets that they have purchased a championship. These quotes have come from the great Dr. J. And he was, I'm paraphrasing when he says, basically what the Nets are doing is they're purchasing a championship with all the great players that they have. Now, I don't think that's really fair to say because when you had the big three, nobody said that they were purchasing the championship. When you already, that was, I don't want to say that was the first time that happened, but when you had LeBron James, a Chris Bosch, and you throw in a, a, a Dwayne Wade, that was something special. Because those three guys are probably all going to make the Hall of Fame. And prior to that, don't the, the, you could people fail to even mention it with the big three in Boston. When it was Paul Pierce, who's going to the Hall of Fame. Kevin Garnett, who's traded there, who's going to the Hall of Fame. And then they also got Ray Allen, who's going to the Hall of Fame. And Ronda was already on the team, who's going to the Hall of Fame. They have four guys. So to me... When you buy in a championship, I think what it is is that, look, you sit there and you just outbid other teams for the services of a player. But the beauty in the NBA is that you can only get the a certain amount of money, max dollars. Now, I know if you want to resign with your team that drafted you, you could get more money, but every other team can only offer you a certain dollar of max dollars. So meaning it doesn't matter where I play, the money's going to be the same. So it's all about who am I playing with 
And what are my chances of winning a title? And is that city a city that I want to play in? Because when you look at Brooklyn, Kyrie was already here. And Durant said, I'm coming. And Harden said, I'm coming too. He wanted to come. I don't think they're buying a championship. Because when you look at when you look at the LA Lakers, did anybody say that? When they got LeBron, then they got AD. Now they got Andre Drummond. Is anybody saying that? Players like want to go and play in Brooklyn because they feel like that's the easiest way for them to get a, a ring. That's it. I mean, DeAndre Jordan, you're looking at James Harden. You know, well, DeAndre Jordan, I should say that. He was already there, but you're looking at James Harden, Blake Griffin, right? LaMarcus Aldridge, I mean, unfortunately, he got, he found out he had an irregular heartbeat and it's at an untimely point in his career. He had to retire, but he came here to do what? To get a ring. And you're going to sit there and say that the Nets are buying a ring. LaMarcus gave money back to the Spurs to be released so he could come and play for Brooklyn. You call that buying a chip when players are giving money back? Come on. I That is something that I disagree with. And another thing that I know a lot of people are having a big problem with is the fact that the players are resting. The other night, big basketball game between Brooklyn and the 76ers, a battle for the top of the East, and pretty much the Nets had like damn near half the team resting. And a lot of people are upset by that. And for some reason, I don't know why, but everybody's making it seem like this is something that's new. That this is something that wasn't created years and years ago with Greg Popovich and the San Antonio Spurs. There were times he was resting Duncan, Parker, and Ginobili. And Ginobili all in the same game. And people are sitting there saying, oh, it's a problem now. No, what it is is that these guys, they don't care as much for the regular season. They want to be 100% for the postseason. Because everybody has made Kawhi Leonard as the poster child of, oh, look at the NBA. Kawhi Leonard started this in the league. No, he didn't. He was on the Spurs when they started it. And he said, this strategy helped me win a couple chips in San Antonio. It helped me win a a championship in Toronto. I'm going to continue doing it. Does it hurt the sport of basketball? You can't say that it doesn't. When it does, because if I'm a consumer, why am I going to want to sit there and spend my hard-earned money to go watch a game if I don't know that the the, the key players that I want to see play, play? Let's say the L.A. Lakers are playing the Brooklyn, uh, the Bro- Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets, right? And then in that game, LeBron and A.D. don't play, Kevin Durant don't play, Kyrie Irving and Harden don't play. That those are those are the five players you want to see, and they're not playing. So why am I going to want to go see players not of that ilk playing? It hurts. And now you're going to sit there and say, "I'm saving myself for the playoffs." It's good and it's bad because there's no excuses now for you in the playoffs. So you better win the championship because you can't say a long, grueling season and we were worn out and tired. No. 
You guys stay resting, so you should be fresh. Now, I'm not going to lie. There is another added benefit of doing the resting. It does add a couple. I would say it probably adds one more big payday check to your career. I'll always be on the player side. I can't be mad if dudes want to rest early and throughout their career so they can extend their earning potential considering that the earning life in the NBA is not that long compared to the longevity of the average human being. So if these guys figured out a way on how to manipulate the system to get a couple more dollars, I can't be mad. But I know me as a viewer, it makes me say I'm not going to really watch Saturday night NBA unless the main guys are playing. Or it might make me say, unless it's a playoff game, I don't know if I want to go see a regular season game because I don't know if the players I want to see play will play. The only time it feels like you could say that is maybe the first game opening week of the season is when, okay, I know everybody's going to play. Because it could be, you know, I'm not going to, Christmas Day. They'll play Christmas Day too. But the other games like those the, 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 the Friday nights, the regular Saturday nights, days are gone. We got to we got to adjust and get used to that and the playoffs just better be lit. And that's it. Now, there's a lot of news that I've been hearing in the NFL. The draft is around the corner in a couple weeks. And let me tell you something. Everything that you're hearing right now is just posturing back and forth. Teams don't want to let you know where they're going. They're going to tell you they're drafting an offensive player and it's really a defensive player. They're going to tell you it's that player when it's really this player. Why are teams going to tell you two weeks in advance what they're really doing? Now everybody's on this hype train of the the, the, the 49ers with the third pick that they're going to draft Mac Jones. Look, I'm telling you not that I have any inside information, okay? But listen to your boy Greg right now. Jacksonville Jaguars have the number one overall pick. They're going to take Trevor Lawrence. The New York Jets have the number two pick in the NFL draft. They're going to take Zach Wilson, quarterback out of BYU. The San Francisco 49ers have the third pick. They're going to take Justin Fields, quarterback out of Ohio State. Now you're going to sit there and tell me why they're going to take Justin Fields as a quarterback when they have Jimmy Garoppolo. When you look at the quarterbacks now, okay, when you look at all the quarterbacks now, you need to have some type of athleticism or mobility. Tom Brady is the last of the Mohicans. He didn't, there, there aren't that many quarterbacks in the, in the, I, other than Tom I don't know that many quarterbacks that can get away with not being athletic enough to run sit in the pocket, be a sitting duck and just pick defenses apart that's what makes Tom Brady great because he's the only one that could do that because now you need guys like Patrick Mahomes, you need guys that can extend the play maybe on a third and seven they run for a first down, things of that nature Matt Jones, as smart as he is, as intelligent as he is, he's a pocket passer. Could he be a future starting quarterback? Yes. But I think what fits Kyle Shanahan and that play-action bootleg offense that he likes to run are quarterbacks that are mobile and could throw on the run. Justin Fields could do that.
Okay. Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. Personally, myself, I don't think there's enough film of him and enough production for me to warrant him being drafted that high. Because when you get drafted that high, you either got to be drafted to start. And if you sit your rookie year, you best be ready to play year number two. And they're saying, Trey Lawrence, it might take a couple years for him to be ready. And there's nothing wrong with that because Aaron Rodgers sat a couple years and I don't hear anybody complaining about the way his career panned out. But sometimes it'd be like that with some of these teams. But just, just, just let's just temper the enthusiasm with everything that you hear because you're going to hear everything about everybody. The draft starts with number three and I'm confident that the 49ers will draft Justin Fields unless I hear something else. <laughs> I'm just joking with you, but that's all that I got for you guys. But Justin Fields is what I'm thinking uh, is going to go with pick number three. That's all I got for you guys. I just want to say hi and, and talk real quick because it's been so long. More episodes to come, more frequently, and we're going to talk about everything. This year, I really want to talk about different sports. I'm going to try and delve into maybe a little bit of hockey. Let's start talking about some baseball. Let's start talking about all of it. The, M- the WNBA draft. You had D.D. Richards getting drafted from Baylor onto the Liberty. I mean, there's there's a lot of things that we're going to be talking about. I'm going to try and expound the information that I could talk about. But as I do with every episode, I want to end it with a positive quote. My positive quote is this. When I is replaced by we, even illness becomes wellness. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye, everybody.